Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. And welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan than actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broder, but joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm buried, Chris. I'm buried, buried. under a torrent of people who have headed to Japan. They seem to be having a lovely time, but every last one of them <laughs> is sending me pictures Aww. of them eating the forbidden uh, ice cream at Coolish, and I'm very jealous. Somebody sent me a... <laughs> someone had made a castle out of a um, Coolish... A set of Coolish packets. Oh, my God. And um, it genuinely looks like the sort of house that I would like to live in. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> a big Mario castle um, with turrets and stuff, but it's all made out of Coolish packets. It reminds Holy me crap. of... There was a... The, it, looks, it looks amazing, actually. It's just that classic kind of, like... Japanese craftsman or craftswoman mm. just kind of like, you know, spending a lot of time doing something, you know, beautiful, but ultimately, mm. uh, you know, not worthless. <laughs> <In vain. laughs> but, but cool. Well, ultimately at worthless. At the same time. But the, uh, it reminds me of um, in Hartlepool, where I'm from, on the northeast of England, mm. uh, there is a man who uh, built uh, what can only be described as a can house. He was, um, I think, an alcoholic. Uh, I mean, he has to have been. Uh, but every time he finished a can of Heineken... He would stick it to the front of his pebble-dashed house. What the uh, fuck? And he created this absolutely monstrous, uh, you know, frontage, facade for his um, two-up-two-down um, council house uh, in, 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 in York Road. In uh, I think it was York Road or Park Road, maybe, in Hartlepool. And Good it was God. a real piece of work. <laughs> what happened to it? Did uh, just the planning Google... committee, did like, the local council come round and say something like maybe it's well, time just, well, to, just, to go well I think I think he had such a he did it for such a long time and yet <laughs> the ca- it went up with such ferocity I think he had so many cans ready to put on the wall he uh, was in a situation where I think they just went oh, I, mean, gee. I mean it was up for like a good five years it yeah, was like yeah. the can house of Hartlepool and he'd made like um, it didn't look bad necessarily it just looked a bit minecrafty it looked like it was made of voxels um <laughs> but it just had like loads of cat and he'd made like a uh, kind of it was tasteful he had like a little um a little uh a uh, uh, christ cross at the side so it looked oh, a bit like a church uh but it was all just the the bottom of uh, the bottom of cans so google hartlepool can house uh, and check out 
it in all its glory, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Honestly, China has the Great Wall of China. Hartlepool has yeah. the Great Can House. The Can House, yeah. <laughs> There's really not much going on up there, is there, in that part of the world? No. <laughs> no, no. But but we do have a lot of cans of Heineken to drink, so, you know, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Oh, I think that's one of the few beers I've got in the studio, actually. I've got a fridge here in the, the Abroad Japan studio loaded with beer, and Heineken is one mm. of them. It's one of the few beers I can actually drink. Because it tastes no, like before, there was, I was in a, I was in a delicatessen and uh, back in the day in Onrock Park about ten years ago, uh, and I bought, I was buying some uh, cheese, and the man was buying, a man was buying some cans, and he said, uh, and, and the guy, he said, have you got any Heineken? And the the man said behind the counter, he said, no, we don't, we've got Budweiser. He said, I'm a Heine man, and he walked out, <laughs> and I was like, that's. Brilliant. What a brilliant thing to say. <laughs> a great and it, and it works on many levels and could be misinterpreted in a million different ways, which I very much enjoy. Good Lord. Well, speaking <laughs> of uh, the aforementioned Coolish, I just got back mm. from a trip in Tokyo where I did Ooh. one of these IRL in real live streams with Connor, Seadog VA and uh, the other Pete, American Pete. Well, we had right, throughout the evening, okay. we had uh, various people. We, we probably spoke to about 30 people because Connor had the genius idea of doing the stream outside of a restaurant on the exit mm. of Shinjuku Station. And it got to okay. a point where a, queue, a small queue formed of about eight people at one point. Eight people all wanting to take photos. And <laughs> it was kind of annoying. It was Everyone was nice. There was only one person who was a little bit awkward, quite drunk. Mm. And mm. Uh, we were in a restaurant, right? And all the staff were really angry that we were just sort of clogging up the outside space of the restaurant with our queue that had formed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And this guy turned up and plonked his bags You've down. You've got to have a permit for this kind of thing. Well, especially in Japan, right? You know, spontaneity <laughs> and fun aren't, aren't allowed. Yeah. This guy turned up. He put his bags down, blocking the fucking entrance of the restaurant. And then he came to sit down next to me for the shot and he he sort of missed the chair and just collapsed <laughs> and banged the whole table and knocked everything flying. It was chaos, Pete. It was absolute chaos. But we did have some people who were good. Uh, someone brought th- no less than three packets of Coolish for uh, Connor and Pete and me to, to to enjoy. We didn't drink them. We gave them to the, staff, the shop staff as an apology for the you gave the You gave them Coolish. You gave them the, the, the glorious chemical <laughs> vanilla ice cream that is coolish to the staff to say sorry oh we thank did a dollar 99 ice cream thanks <laughs> it, it felt like compensation for all the shit storm that we uh that we caused okay. them and also uh, we gave mm. them the strong zero that someone else brought <laughs> brought us but uh all in all it was it was a fun night it was pretty you know irl streams are pretty tough um it's fun when you've got pete and connor because they can do all the work and i can just sit there and quietly get drunk in the corner and eat edamame and french fries uh, we, we basically just sat there and listened to Pete's stories of, of life in rural America and it was rather good we did have someone turn up and uh, one of them said I think uh, oh you're my favourite Pete and the other one said no I prefer the other Pete and it got a bit oh. got a bit awkward as to who was the best Pete our British and American Pete one all premier one all <laughs> we need a decider one in the eye we need a playoff you guys took one hell of a beating <laughs> but that's that being said, and when you come over, we'll have to do an IRL stream to be honest, uh, so you can yeah. experience it first. You would love it. It's right up your bloody street, Mister Always yeah. On endless, Energy Boy. Just endless chat from old me. Imagine <laughs> the two Pete's doing an IRL stream. That'd be a lot of fun. We got a story this week I'd, from. Oh, go on, go on. I would just say when 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 I'm um, faced with such charisma, I generally go to pieces. So uh, I'd probably be very <laughs> meek and quiet if uh, 
if, no, if you wouldn't. American Peter was uh, was in full flow, to be quite frank. But we'll find out. It would in, be brutal uh, in this coming in this coming London get together, I believe. That's right, a meeting of minds. It's going to be some serious one-upmanship, some ser- some serious brinkmanship <laughs> on the charisma front between you and American Pete. Mm. He will be the best. Mm. We should get the audience to vote. Five hundred people. Who's the best? Whoever loses gets shot and thrown out into the river, into the River Thames. Yeah. Uh, we've got a story yeah. this, this week from Jake, who says, hello, corrupt Chris. Why am I corrupt? And pickpocket Pete. I'm not sure what's worse, to be honest, corruption or theft. Uh, my name's Jake. I'm just trying to feed my family, baby. That's right. And I'm an American living in beautiful Vilni- Vilnius in uh, Lithuania. I have a deep love of... I love Vilnius. I love Vilnius. There, have you ever been to Vilnius? It is fucking great. Round of applause for Jake. What goes it's on in Lithuania? It's a cool place. Really arty-farty. They've got this weird little sort of mini village in the centre of town and it's kind of just like a little Shoreditch where they've decided to um, have their own little space in the middle of Vilnius and, and uh, they've got their own flag They've got their own constitution, uh, and, and I think it's the only constitution in the world that mentions AI. I think I might mention that a little while ago, but I am a big fan of that. That's pretty cool. Pretty f- all those countries yeah. around that neck of the woods are all very forward-thinking, aren't they? Like Estonia, where all the yeah. like tech companies are. It seems pretty cool. Love to check it out. Cobbled uh, streets. Jake says, I have a deep... Like deep love of Irezumi style tattooing and I was fortunate enough to have landed an appointment with the famous uh, Horikashi at his tattoo shop in Gifu in 2018. My appointments were on Thursday and Sunday which meant I had Friday and Saturday all to myself. I went to a local bar where I was the only foreigner where the bartender asked me if I would be interested in karaoke and I obliged. I selected the classic Oasis track, Wonderwall, and after singing my way through it, I received a standing ovation from the patrons. After some short conversations with the other guests, the bartender turned to me and said, you look like... You like you like a Noel Gallagher, you like a Noel Gallagher. Is that you look like a Noel Gallagher, or do you just like Noel Gallagher? Uh, and then he asked me if I'd be willing to perform some more. Nearly eight drinks, and an hour and a half later, I'd slogged my way through the entire "What's the Story" Morning Glory album. I wished my fellow patrons a nice evening and departed to another standing ovation. The next day, my vocal cords were rammed, and I was very hungover. But becoming a rock star in Giffy was an unforgettable experience. Thank you for the podcast, guys. Love listening while I cook at home. All the best, Jake, from Vilnius in Lithuania. Fantastic stuff there. I mean, karaoke, it's not just... uh, I think a lot of people forget that karaoke, it's not just those cool, dedicated karaoke shops where you get your own private booth. Often in Japan, you do do karaoke in a bar or a snack bar in front of all the other customers, and it's horrible. Particularly if you get a drunk person in there butchering a song by the Spice Girls. Singing Franz Ferdinand in 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 an anime bar in uh, Kyoto, I seem to recall. (laughs) That was one of my drunken experiences. But um, I think that, I mean, his, his, I've been Googling uh, Horikashi uh, at his shop in Gifu mm. in 2018, not in 2018. He seems to be doing a lot of like that, you know, very classic kind of like big back tattoo mm. uh, stuff. But he is also seems to be an expert in that um, Tibori kind of um, not um, electric gun, uh, tattoo gun thing where you just sort of have a little needle on a stick and you go... Oh, wow. And it looks like it takes fucking ages and it looks like it hurts a whole heap. But apparently it doesn't. Apparently it's kind of like there's less scabbing 
you don't bleed quite as much. I mean, what I will say is Jake, uh, I, I don't know how many tattoos Jake's had, but I presume he's covered in them. But he, uh, by absolute rookie mistake, getting pissed on the night before you do a <laughs> tattoo because you bleed like a fucker. Really? <laughs> what you do? Yeah, because it thins your blood, doesn't it, alcohol? Uh... So, like, if you've got still alcohol in your system, um, it thins your blood and you bleed all over the place and it's disgusting. Bloody hell. You've, you've put me yeah. off. Literally I, bloody hell. <laughs> I've been wondering if I should get a tattoo for this boxing match because everyone who boxes or does anything involving a fight or violence right. has a tattoo. Got a right? tattoo. Where's my tattoo? Right, so if you... Why don't you get a tattoo of Fight Nation on your neck or something? Uh, or it's I'm time to box. It's time to box. Um, <laughs> that sounds awful. One in the kisser. One in the kisser. I'm taking the... The the what do you do? You win anything? Do you win a? Do you win a, Is no. there a prize? Nah, just what? glory. Glory is the prize, Pete. Glory. glory. Interesting. What's the story? Oh, Morning, yeah. glory. I uh, I <laughs> should get. I think I should get too much volcano in Japanese kanji characters. As I said before, I think like uh, Kazan Kazan's uh, volcano. So maybe like Kazan Sugiru. But that maybe that's too much volcano. I don't know. Like Nomi Sugiru, uh, right? Nomi Sugiru, Tabi Sugiru. Yeah. When there's uh, you just literally add Sugiru on the end. Of a verb, I, was, I said, and yeah, I, I said when when I ate when I ate too much food in a shop once, I googled, uh, "Would Oki Sugiru mean?" <laughs> be yeah, too yeah, much, too big, too, too big, too, too big, too big. Oki Sugiru, too big. Oki Oki Sugiru volcano. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those like little is it a suffix or a prefix where, where you just yeah. literally slot it on the end and you can just do so much with it. Eat too much, drink too much, have too much volcano, mm. the magic of Sugiru. But that being said, mm. what is the news this week in Japan, Pete? What's going on over here that we need to know about? Big news, Chris. Big, big news. A police have sent prosecutors' files on two men suspected of teaching others how to illegally bend the pins in pachinko game machines to reduce the chances of players winning. Oh, my God. What the... A 52-year-old man, a company that sells pachinko pins and other tools in Tokyo's Ueno district, and a 34-year-old man who served as an instructor. They've basically started this kind of scheme... illicitly coaching people on how to tamper with the pins or the nails in those Japanese slot machines that everybody loves uh, to alter the odds slightly. It's called a pin school, and apparently it's very, very popular in Japan. Uh, It's the first time they've busted one operating in Japan, uh, but there there are loads out there. Uh, And, yeah, the the president and the instructor held a five-day workshop... Look, they're nothing if not thorough. Five-day workshop at their company office in Oeno (laughs) to show customers how to bend the pins and uh, had attendees do it on a trial machine. So if you've got one of these machines, if you operate one of these machines, you have to gain approval from uh, a public safety commission for any alteration to a machine. Ah. Uh, And these guys have not basically said, don't worry about that, just bend some pins and you'll make more money effectively. So uh, they they apparently bent the pins of 85 pachinko machines with a hammer between early April and the middle of May in 2018 without uh, approval from the authorities to lower the chances for customers to win. We wanted to increase our revenues, one of the four men who managed (laughs) the parlour was quoted as saying by police. And uh, basically the police officers found a machine with irregularities during a check in mid-May. Now, I don't know how you would sort of like... Have you just got police sort of like sticking their heads in the machine going, that pin's too bent. It's a bent <laughs> like, pin. That's not normal. That's not normal wear and tear. Or are they just sort of looking at the figures 
gleaned from the machines and they were much higher than usual. Mm. I can't figure it out, really. Well, mm. I mean, I can't figure out fucking Pachinko in general. I've, you know, I've got the most yeah, watched exactly. Pachinko video on YouTube with like 10 million views, right? My second biggest <laughs> right, video. Okay. And I do not have a clue what Pachinko is, why people enjoy it, <laughs> or how you fucking win. And it Natsuki's is good at it. Natsuki claims to be good. And to be fair, he did win us some sake that time we did play together. Yeah. He claims it was skill. I say it was luck. Who knows? Maybe the pins weren't bent there. <laughs> but yeah. I, when, I, when I when I saw this article about them rigging machines, you know, <laughs> you think, oh, to steal more money or whatever, to get more of the balls. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Pachinko, I mean, what even is it, Pete? It's like an arcade machine where you have these ball bearings that basically flush around the machine, almost like uh, mm. marbles, right, or pinball. Imagine pinball on steroids, and you have thousands of balls passing through the machine at any one time. And when yeah. you win... It's 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 very cathartic because when you win, you have a tray underneath the unit and it spills out literally hundreds of these ball bearings, right? So yeah. imagine pinball, but instead of one ball, you've got thousands. And you have people standing there, sitting there rather, smoking their heads off, doing pachinko with a literal mm. pile of buckets filled to the brim with ball bearings. And I think that's something that sort of <laughs> kind of gives it that almost addictive quality, right? Like when you win, yeah. it's very like full on. The machine goes, burr, 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 burr. it goes crazy. Sometimes the machine yeah. actually moves and adapts and transforms like a transformer. And then it spills out these balls. And it's just... You can kind of see the thrill from it in some respects. On the other hand, it's just ridiculous. And I hate that in the countryside, out where I used to live, you've got nothing. You've got like depravity mm. and despair. And then you've got this great big bright red building that looks like Las Vegas. Mm. And it's like, wow, is that something good? No, it's a pachinko parlor. And everyone <laughs> in their free time in the countryside in Japan, they go to pachinko and lose all their money. Um, I, I think uh, it would be amazing to see how uh, any kind of smoking ban would uh, affect Pachinko. Oh, Pachinko yeah. parlors are so they're so well uh, air-conned and they're so loud and it's an assault on the senses. Yeah, yeah. You don't really like you don't until you start like walking around for quite a while. You notice that everyone's got a tab on, everyone's got a little can of coffee, and everyone's just like just staring at these fucking machines, yeah, dialing that yeah. little. Daily thing up and down. It's uh, it's uh, it's atrocious. It's an atrocious hobby. It really is. Well, that's the thing. Like with pachinko, there's only one input, and it's like this little. It is like a knob, right? <laughs> Almost like a little circular knob, yeah. and you turn it left <laughs> or right, and that sort of determines, I think, the number of balls that comes out or whatever. Yeah. But absolutely ridiculous. But you've got to go in there at least once because it is yeah. just the most traumatic experience. Because the sound, <laughs> right? What, what's, what's the first thing you notice with Pachinko is you just hear this sort of rumbling noise and then you go in the first layer of doors and it's quite loud. And then the second yeah. layer of doors open and they're very well soundproofed and it just sounds like the end of the world because you've got tens <laughs> of thousands of ball bearings going through all these dozens of machines through the building. And then you've got the smell of smoke and the sort of the clouds of smoke. It's got its own fucking weather system in a pachinko parlor because of all the cigarettes and all the smoking <laughs> and all the yeah. heat and all the steam. Um, you got to do it once, but I couldn't tell you for the life of me how you win. And I certainly don't don't have a clue how Natsuki won it uh, when when he did it in that video because that wasn't rigged, right? He actually won. No, yeah, he, won. he knows he knows his uh, pachinko. He's he knows his little out. silver balls. And if you do win all the ball bearings, you either you can either turn the winnings... So they take the ball bearings, run them through a machine that counts them all, and then they sort of tell you what number of points you have. So you can pick your prize off yeah. a shelf, like a bottle of sake or some Doritos or a car. Yeah. But 
what you can also do is you get a little a little kind of slip of paper telling you your number of bulls and you can go round the back of the pachinko parlour to a man who will buy your ticket for money buy your bulls and give you ca- a <laughs> cash amount right give you a cash amount yeah um but it's a different it has to be a different business so it's technically not gambling it's just somebody really wants your slip of paper and they're going to pay big for it it's, <laughs> it's very, very silly it's, it's all very silly it is very silly very silly indeed although they are legalizing uh, gambling in japan uh so it'll be interesting interesting to see how that plays out in the world of uh, yeah. up against pachinko but there you go pin school <laughs> pin school let's all go to pin school a school we didn't know we needed or wanted uh, we'll be back in just a moment guys <laughs> with your stories comments and questions in the fax machine small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. We got a message from Becky. Hello, Cracking Chris and Pop and Pete. I'm a single female traveller who's booked a trip to Japan, and I really want to go to the Japan Motor Show while I'm there, but I'm afraid I'll stick out like a sore thumb. Do you know how welcoming these events are for tourists? Becky. Huh. Surely. The Becky, Japan Motor Show. Unless Becky, unless Becky is a... <laughs> Becky? Uh, Becky? You want biscuits, don't you? It, Unless Bicky, I've not had breakfast. Yeah, Unless Bicky, that man is biscuits. I want to fart. 
I want to fall. He's Rusk, Chris. Um, <laughs> unless Bicky is a, a beautiful Chevrolet or a gear stick or a fluffy <laughs> dice. Surely the star of the show will be the Japan uh, motor show cart <laughs> on motorbikes rather than uh, the ladies of the piece, so to speak. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, you will stick out, won't you? I mean, you will stick out like a sore thumb, but no one's bothered about the sore thumbs. They're bothered about the sore gear sticks. That's the the soft thumbs and the gay sticks. That's I the think, spirit. I think Becky should go in fancy dress. Gay dressed as a... Yes. Suzuki wagon. Dresses the, the the car from Cars. Dresses the... <laughs> hot, what's his name? Hot Rod? I can't remember. Oh, I, I can't remember. remember. I don't think I've ever watched Big Cars. Big red car. Yeah. No. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll be fine, Becky. Don't worry. What's the problem with sticking out? Maybe we'll get a free thing. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a free car. They'll be like, wow, foreign free girl, Sugoi. Yeah. Have a car. Probably have not going to happen. Finally, <laughs> I wonder. I've never been to the um, Japan Motor Show. Actually, I'm assuming it's in Tokyo or Yokohama. Do you know anything about it? Is it like? Uh, is it kind of a little bit like? Um, are these kind of shows a little bit like the reason why I've not been like TGS and stuff like mm. Tokyo Game mm. Show stuff? You've got no. You've got no reason to be there. I'm nothing. I'm nothing, Pete. <laughs> um, oh, Tokyo Motor Show is a biennial. What's biennial, Pete? <laughs> Biennial, uh, twice, twice yearly. Well, that's is biannual, that? isn't it? Oh, biennial. Oh, What's biennial? <coughs> taking oh, place, uh, taking place every other year. Every other year. Every other year. Yeah, right. Okay. Why do they take a year off, like Glastonbury? Biennial. Why do they it? do that? It's, Not enough cars. It's held in <laughs> <laughs> October to November at Tokyo Big Site, which is a really cool building uh, in Odaiba. And it's hosted by yeah. the Japan Automobile Manufacturing Association, and it's up there along with the big. For motor shows in Detroit, Geneva, Frankfurt, and Paris, apparently. Uh, right. Making sense, given Japan is the, I think, the second or third largest exporter of cars on the planet. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I want to go now. I want to vlog it. Yeah. I want to vlog it. <laughs> I want to stand out. You're doing it. Something to do. Yeah. We got one here from Beth from Sunderland, who says, Hello, Karage, Chris, and Popcorn Pete. I've noticed watching from various foreign uh, Japanese YouTuber creators such as yourself, uh, Sharla, Joey, Emma, etc., that you guys will often say itadakimasu. How often, or how important is it to say itadakimasu in day-to-day life? Are there any religious connections, or is it purely traditional? Uh, thank you so much, guys. Beth from Sunderland. Uh, your neck of the woods, right, Pete? Sunderland? Certainly is. Certainly if, is. My dad's from CM, which is quite close. I wonder if Beth, so. Beth has seen the Heineken Can House or the Can House of uh, <laughs> Hartlepool. Um, itadakimasu. What does itadakimasu mean, Pete? I thought it was itadakimasu. Is that is that sort of hardened to a D after a while? Itadakimasu. Is it itadakimasu? Itadakimasu. Well, itadakimasu. Is it dirt or ruh? Is it dirt or What do you mean? It's dirt. It's a D. You, you said itarakimas. You said itarakimas so many times in the last five no, minutes. No, I itarakimas. Yeah, you have. No, I. What is it? Say it this? again. Say it again. Say it again. Itarakimas. Itarakimas. You said rah. No, I'm rah. not saying rah. You're just mental. <laughs> what? You need to sort your hearing out. What is this? Itarakimas. Right. Tweet him. Tweet him at abroad <laughs> Japan. Tweet him. Fucking give him both barrels, guys. Oh, what does it mean though? Come on, itadakimas. <clears throat> oh, thanks for all the food we're going to eat or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. It means like I humbly receive. So like, it's you, a bring you, on the fucking dinner. It's, it means bring on my dinner. <laughs> the Hartley pull way. Uh, yeah, you slap yeah. your hands together into sort of a praying <clears throat> stance and say itadakimas. Right. It basically just means mm. 
you know, I humbly receive, and it's a acknowledgement to the sort of sacrifices of the, that were made to get the food in front of you, right? From the right, okay. the life force that led to it, to the chef that made it. It's kind of just acknowledgement of of yeah, we're here. I've got food, and yeah, then at okay. the at the end of the meal, you say "Gotcha, sauce amadesta," which kind of means. Uh, it was it was a feast. It was a feast, and so when you leave a restaurant, the biggest misconception is you don't ever say "arigato gozaimasu." It's don't you don't say that. It's just weird. I remember my Japanese right. girlfriend years ago. Uh, she would laugh at me if I ever said "arigato gozaimasu." She she'd be like, oh, "You're so stupid," and I'm like, "Oh, that's why, probably why it ended." Why doesn't <laughs> why doesn't <laughs> stop being so thankful for things? Why are you? Uh, why does nobody ever go? Um, at the end of like a, a, I do. a, a situation, you know, I do. do you, like yeah. if you're in a shop, I I do that. Yeah, when I say I've that. Been there, but I always think that I've done it wrong. No, no, no. Because nobody no. ever says it. I say Like it's it's kind of like right. thank you for the thing you just did, right? Um, yeah, it's done and it's done. Don't talk to me again. <laughs> yeah, I find Charla never says right. it though. She she just says right. You can say either. Though. It doesn't really matter. But just I'm remember really when I, you leave, I trust in Charla. <laughs> probably a good idea when you leave a restaurant or cafe always literally it means it was a feast like thank you for the feast kind of thing and, right, okay. and you don't you never say take one thing away I from this see. podcast today it's that and that is the biggest one of the biggest mistakes that uh, foreigners make so before you eat and yep. when you Leave the restaurant. Some of this stuff. Thank you. Yeah, nice one. Gotchi show. Got gotchi show. Gotchi show. Gotchi show. Gotchi show. Samadesta. Yeah, good. Gotchi show. Samadesta. Good man. Good man. When you come over, we should do a video where it's just you just speak Japanese for an entire day. That would be so good. That would be a limited, a very limited video of one would. Chigaibas. Gotchi show. Samadesta. Chigaibas. My life is a big mistake. <laughs> we got a story here from Jordan. He says, "Howdy, Chris and Pete from Corpus Christi, Texas. Does Japan have a microbrewery, a local craft beer brewery culture? There it took the U.S. by storm a few years ago, and even in my city, there are almost a dozen. Thank you for your time, and Pete, you're the best. Jordan from Corpus Christi. Oh, um, could be either microbrewery. Yeah, craft beer is really sort of taken off here." It, I mean, it took off even when you were here probably last time, Pete. Do you remember? You're a beer drinker. Yeah, I'm not. Loves- what do you remember of craft I'm beer? I'm a lager drinker. I'm a lager drinker. But yeah, it's what's very... The uh, there were, uh, what's the difference? What's the difference? I mean, I think people who like craft ale generally can't be arsed with lager. Yeah. Uh, or certainly the kind of shit lagers I drink. But um, yeah, I mean, my, my mates are all craft ale heads and they were very satisfied by the tap rooms up and down mm. Japan, I would say. I yeah, th- th- there's definitely quite a lot here in Sendai, Tokyo. You're sport for choice. Honestly, if you're into craft beer, uh, Japan has got it. Sort of turned it around very fast because like six, seven years ago there was nothing, and then literally yeah. in the space of a year, loads of craft beer restaurants popped up, and now you can try beer from all around the country. Um, there's a really yeah. good sort of vibe here with the craft beer scene. Shame I don't like beer though. Bring on craft cider revolution. True. Craft cider. Who that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember today actually. I I don't I don't know where this came from, but I remember uh, I, was, I was filming in front of Sendai Station. I was, met two Jehovah's Witnesses. No, was it Jehovah's Witnesses? Wait, no. What's the other one? <laughs> what's the other one? Uh, Mormons. <laughs> the other Mormons. One? Mormons. Isn't it? Mormons. Right. Mormons. Mormons. Uh, they're all they're all very nice. But uh, these these yeah, really nice two guys. And 
they recognized me we had a chat and then i watched yeah. them while i was filming i watched them walk from um just just walk around talking to strangers trying to presumably convert them or get them to go to their english class i think it's just a general hello and an interest in uh, what what they're doing i suppose they're always very friendly yeah. they've always got very nice suits on and little pins yeah, they're very well dressed i thought they were students or something at a school but they were te- right they come over and um it's, it's insane i remember when i used to live in yamagata middle of nowhere i remember just seeing two mormons bumbling down the street once and i was like what the <laughs> bloody hell are you doing out here and they were like spreading the word of god and i was like brilliant yeah that's what you'd want in it and but it was just it's just <laughs> insane to think they they come all the way to the like these rural sort of neck of the woods places in japan and uh, and do that it's just, and I, yeah. I wonder what it's like. This guy looked. Re- <laughs> this guy was just sitting there playing Pokemon Go on his phone out, f- out the front of Sendai Station, and he looked really confused by being approached by two right, foreign yeah, yeah. guys who wanted to tell him the word of God. He, you could see him you know, sort of uh, doing these weird. Do head you know movements. what the most elusive Pokemon is? It's, uh, it's God. It's, uh, and uh, we can help you find that elusive Pokemon. <laughs> They'd probably talk like that, I think. It's probably very quite, quite sort of chill. They were, yeah, they're pretty like that. But it, it's cool. <laughs> I, 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 I'd love to just follow them around for a day with a camera. I should have done that, actually, shit. And seen <laughs> the sort of many mixed reactions and just general confusion and chaos of Japanese people not quite knowing how to act or respond to, you know... The concept of of religion, Mormonism. So yeah, yeah. I you know uh, when uh, Jesus evolved, like Charizard, he evolved into um, <laughs> uh, God and transubstantiation, <laughs> and, and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, uh, three different um, incarnations of the same Pokemon. Um, <laughs> that's how I would go in. You'd be great at Sunday school. Special wouldn't you? powers, yes, please. <laughs> Special powers, yes. Jesus got a few in the um, in the old backpack. You'd be great He's got at Sunday a few, school. Mate, yeah, getting, getting people hooked on religion through Pokemon. Yeah, little, little Sunday school course there from Pete Donaldson. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, keep the stories, questions, mm. comments coming in to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back to do it all over again, right here. Air on the Abroad Japan podcast. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I'm forgotten how I speak. Oh, wish I could forget how you speak. I'm out That's of here. I'm out of here. <laughs>
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 